0: Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Nitzavim Revi'i, the fourth Aliyah in Parashas Nitzavim. The topic of our Aliyah is Repentance, Tshuva. It is found in Perik Lamed, posok, Aleph, to Vav, and it is six Psukim long in total. The basic summary of Aliyah is as follows. Hashem tells us that when all these happening things happen to you, the blessings and the curses which I'm placing in front of you, you will take it to heart. You will return to Hashem, and listen to His voice, and you and your children will will listen to Hashem with all of your hearts. He will bring you back from the nations of your dispersion and have mercy on you, and if you are dispersed even to the ends of the heavens, from there Hashem will bring you back. He will bring you back to the land which Hashem gave to you and your ancestors and will do good for you more than your ancestors. He will circumcise uh, Kodesh Baruch Hu will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your children to live with Hashem all your lives, for your own life. Yeah. Very fascinating, Aliyah, and a lot of things to think about. Question number one is the description of what seems to be Kibbutz Goliath, the return of all the exiles, is the Shav, uh, that Hashem will return. That Hashem will return with your exilees. Now what's interesting about that is that if it is a, w- w- a word which describes somebody bringing back, which is what Hashem is doing, it should be shiv Hashem would bring back. But the word is Veshav, Hashem will return, almost as if Hashem himself is returning. Rash- Rashi already notes the, this curious expression and he gives two explanations. One is, is that when the Bnei Israel, the nation of Israel, is in exile, the Shina is with them. And therefore Hashem comes back with us Hashem or the so to speak is also in exile another explanation is that it will need the Hashem's involvement to extricate uh, the nation of Israel directly himself not simply from the outside because it is so deep and so complicated to get the nation of Israel out of exile just commenting on the way the this word is used in Hebrew and a basic question is, when will this happen? When are the events in this idea supposed to be taking place? So the Barbernell points out that these uh, I, these ideas are not The building of the first base of Midash and even the second base of midrash who are not a fulfillment of the words of this Aliyah. And as Rashi points out in Erchin and and as many of them point out, this is referring to the times of Mashiach. This is referring to the end of days that we're talking about now uh, uh, here, where Israel will do this full process of Teshuvah, which leads us to a fascinating question. And that is, is Teshuvah, is the process of repentance a mitzvah or is it a prophecy? Well, it turns out that this seems to be a debate. So, as an example, if you start reading Sharei Tshuva by Rabbi Nuyona, at the very beginning he describes that one of the greatest mitzvahs is the mitzvah of Tshuva, of return to Hashem from misdeeds. However, it's interesting to note that the Rambam in Hilchus at the beginning of the halachas of repentance, describes that the mitzvah is the mitzvah of vidui, of confession. He does not mention the mitzvah of teshuva per se. Vidui means actually articulating what one did wrong, but is not actually a description of the process of tshuva itself. There are a few steps towards tshuva, but the mitzvah is that of vidui. The Rav Meir the um explains that what the Rambam really means is the following. What the Rambam is saying is that every sin or every, essentially, mitzvah, a positive or negative mitzvah, actually includes in it the mitzvah of tshuva. So let's say there's a mitzvah not to eat X and a person eats X. Well, the mitzvah still exists even if a person sinned. So therefore, the process of doing better is actually still consistent with the mitzvah. The mitzvah never changed. One now has to live up to the objective standard of the mitzvah, whether one sinned or didn't sin beforehand. So teshuvah, doing the right thing, is inherent in the very axiomatic practice of every mitzvah. However, what is not included in that is confessing on what one did in the past. That's why the Torah has to go out of its way, and that's why the Ramam co- co- quotes confessing as the main the main function of teshuva. The Rav Soloveitchik and On Repentance describes a similar idea where he says that the Torah, according to the way the Ramam understands it, is prescribing the act articulation. However, the main point is what's happening inside. But the Torah can't prescribe what's happening inside. The Torah can prescribe... The process necessary to get there, the process necessary, the action necessary, is articulation, is saying it, not just thinking it, not just feeling it, but articulating it, which is supposed to lead to the feeling, which is supposed to lead to the real idea, which is happening internally as well. And that's why the Raman frames it this way, not to dismiss it as a mitzvah, but this all revolves around ar aliyah, the Shavta Ad Hashem Anakecho, you should return to Hashem, your God. Finally, one last question on the and a very important question, and that is at the end of the Aliyah, in the last pasuk, it says that Hashem is going to circumcise your hearts. What does that mean? So the Torah explains that the person who wants to try to do good, the Bnei Yisrael have already done the starting process of Shuvah, they may not have got fully there, so Hashem enables them to get to the next step. And that's what the end of the Aliyah is, Hashem will then circumcise your heart. But to take this a little bit deeper, I always used to wonder the following. It seems that throughout the course of human history, humans are incredibly able to appreciate the euphoria of change There are at the moment of redemption. When uh, they in a terrible situation, they're redeemed. The, the nation of Israel, the Hebrews are redeemed from Egypt. They, they um, connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with the Almighty, but then just give them a little bit of time and then they, in a certain sense, ebb back into the life of indulgence, the life lacking values. And it seems to be that way throughout all of history. If you read, say, for shoftim with the nation of Israel, but in general, human beings as a whole, the people get inspired, they have epiphanies, and then they return to regular life. And I used to always wonder, how would it be, how is it going to be when Mashiach comes? Won't the same thing happen? People will be inspired, they'll be, they'll be enthralled, they'll see the truth of God, and then won't they just ebb back into their... Their, their, their squabbles and their problems and their indulgences, their self-centeredness, which is the emblem of most of today's society, and all the problems that, that are had in the community and humanity as a whole. And the answer is is that there will be something which is different. We won't be able to just appreciate things through contrast, through the differences, but by default we'll actually be different. And that's what the Ramban says in this Pasuk. That there's going to come a time in the times of Mashiach where Hashem will actually remove part of our Difficulty in making choices, and that is, as from the time of creation, the Ramban says, human beings have been endowed with the capacity to choose, and that means to say that they have equal uh, equal options of negative and positive in their lives, based on their personal por- portfolios and scenarios. However, when Mashiach comes, Hashem will remove the summer of those indulgences and those desires to make it easier for them to choose right, and that will be at the time of the future. Where Hashem will remove the the orla the circumcision or the this foreskin of the heart as well. The Ramban says this corroborates the number of the psukim in Yirmiyau, which talk about the new covenant that which he's going to make with Israel, and the Yecheskel talking about removing the heart of stone and replacing it with the heart of flesh. So this is what's going to happen in the times of Mashiach. The Malbim actually says that this change in humanity will be intergenerational. So it's not going to be just one generation. It's not going to be those who experience the epiphany. It's going to be a change in the actual state of humanity to the pre There still will be a choice that a human being can make, but it will be a much easier and clearer choice to make. The Malbim does point out, and yes, that means to say that there will be less reward for those choices because there's less challenge. But it is which are the last two words of the Aliyah because in order to make it easier for us to live. It's also worthwhile noting that the Kitts Shulchan Aruch, in describing the Alokas the Rosh Hashanah points out that the words in this Pasuk and the last Pasuk relate to Elul. The words Es Levav chav Es Levav are the Rosh Etevo, so the acronym of Elul, because this is the time where people are thinking, and that's why Nitzavim is always very really at the crescendo of Elul, where people are thinking about changing their lives and becoming better, moving towards this ultimate goal. With us, we close the fourth Aliyah, and in the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.